Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is My Truth. Tell me yours. Um, this episode, I talked to Dan Blakesley. Dan Blakesley returns again. He is our first third-time uh, guest on this podcast. I don't know why I said R. It's just me. Um, I mean... Duncan helps me put this up, but other than that, it's just me. Um, it's been a little while since the last episode, and, uh, you know, stuff's going nutty in the world with the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus. Um, everyone is hopefully hunkered down safe at home, and so this episode was a little different. This is the first time where I recorded an episode not face-to-face. Um, I actually called down on the phone which is, uh, I know, is not unusual for a lot of podcasts, but it sort of goes against the the whole spirit of why I started this podcast. However, um, I've been checking in with Dan anyways. Dan's an old friend, and uh, I figured if anyone, I could kind of picture his face uh, while we were talking and, uh, you know, have a fairly natural conversation anyways. So I called Dan Blakesley, and we chatted uh uh, early-ish this Wednesday morning. It was like 10.30 when we called. But, uh, you know, we talked about two new albums he's working on, how he's been dealing with being uh, stuck inside and, you know, he, losing a bit of his ability to make a living right now. But, uh, you know, Dan is the eternal optimist, and um, it wasn't a negative conversation. It was really positive talking about, the, the benefits of, of having this time and catching up on art. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was really great as always to talk to my good friend, Dan Blakesley. And hopefully this brings you some, some levity and joy as well. Um, hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe and staying indoors as much as possible. Uh, so we can beat this thing together. Um, but anyway, enjoy my conversation with Dan Blakesley. I'm recording now, so all those inflammatory things you wanted to say, you you have to hold your tongue now. Okay. Um, so this is a this is a first uh, for this podcast. This is the you well. First of all, you're the you're the first third time returning guest, um, <laughs> but also the first time I've recorded one of these not face to face, which is sort of like not the nature of this podcast but given given right. every, you know given how everything's going on in the world it's sort of a necessity it was either completely put this on hold until until this blows over which you know we don't know how long that's going to be or improvise and adapt and see how it goes yeah yeah i think you're smart to keep it going well this is uh, this is might be the earliest I've ever recorded this podcast too. This is uh, I mean well well thank you Scott. <laughs> I mean having me get up extra early. Just kidding. It's not all that early. It's not that early. I mean for anyone listening to this, it's like ten thirty in the morning on a Wednesday morning. But uh, it's funny. Oh, it's I thought it was Sunday. No, it's uh, it's Wednesday. Well, they all kind of blend together. Uh, yep. Was it? Last night you did a uh, you did a concert a uh, 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 Facebook live concert on your Calabash 
club uh, page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a, a Dr. Gasp Quarantine-A-Ween concert. Nice. How did it go? It went really well. Nice. It was crazy. I forgot, like, it, it's, I mean, it was, it was easier for me to set up than, like, uh, I don't know, like, driving to, uh, like, driving to a gig and setting it up right. and doing sound check and all that stuff but it's like I miss so much the human interaction like things that like because I watch the crowd a lot when I'm playing sure and uh and um but it was really fun to see like like all the different like comments roll in some people are being absolutely hysterical yeah like funny hysterical not you know right. sad right <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's so funny. It's like I didn't realize how much of a of a mess it makes when I do the Doctor Gasp shows, and it's like my kitchen was destroyed. After, <laughs> and I wasn't even jumping around all that much because I didn't want to kick like the stove, right, or right. whatever. But uh, but man, it was like I woke up this morning. That was the first thing I said. I looked at myself and I'm like, man, you look rough, but you look like you had a good time yesterday, right? <laughs> because I feel. I feel like I haven't done much in the way of exercise since I've been like stuck at home. Sure. Like for whatever reason, but today's the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, my plan later in the day when we get off the phone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop in the shower and then I'm, oh, my alarm clock is going off. Oh, cool. That's, uh, this is my very high tech, uh, you know, I told you I was, I had to get ready bef- before we chatted and I forgot to turn that off. So, you know, um, no, my plan after, after we chat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a walk. It's, uh, it's like a balmy, like 39 degrees right now, but hopefully it'll be up above 40 by the time I go for a walk. Um, yeah, away from people, unfortunately, but unfortunately, you know. well, I, I'm actually, I'm walking with a friend, but we'll keep a minimum of six feet between us. So, uh, yeah. Wow. It's so funny. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I hadn't thought, Oh, I could actually do that walk with someone well it's 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 interesting because you know i work at a grocery store and um oh, that's right that's right that's right and we um so we've been doing the keeping six feet apart all over the place uh and uh you know one of my i i i'm lucky in that i work with my best friend and uh yesterday she sauntered right over to me and like you know, like she was joking, but it's we've also talked privately, so it wasn't like an invasion of privacy because um, uh, we're working in the same closed space all the time. And but she walked over and a bunch of people, or not a bunch of people, but like the two people who saw it are like, "Oh my god!" Because you know she was like literally arm to arm next to me. But it's tough because you really can't have that interaction with most people. But it, we're in that weird position where we're, you know always cooped up um in this little box and then people are coming in and out all day so you know as soon as either of us come home uh to our respective homes we're just you know hopping in the shower scrubbing down and got to put all the clothes you wore that day in a separate thing to keep everything separate it's it's a weird world that we live in right now right 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 but we also have to realize it's not going to last forever, right? You know what I mean? Like the like this so this this too will pass. You know, we're just being. It's good that everyone's being cautious and safe. You know, for the most part, it's like yeah. I still see people like like 
like uh, like high schoolers walking in groups. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Haven't you heard, millennials? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, it's interesting, and I I did like a little live video earlier this morning, and you know, um, you and I had talked a little bit about anxiety via text over the last week, but uh, yeah, I ended up I I talked to my uh, to to my um, therapist over the phone, which was weird because I haven't been able to meet with her face to face, and talking about the idea of social distancing and how how the wording behind that is actually not great because it's it has a psychological impact that we're not even thinking about and where people are like like we're not supposed to be near each other right and we're not you're supposed to be isolating yourself Uh, while physically you're supposed to be separating yourself this is the time more than ever that people do need to stay in contact with other people to get in touch and so she said you know uh it's really should be called physical distancing uh, instead of social distancing, because um, that I mean, and that's what yeah, we're, you're right. She's smart. Yeah, and she's like, you know, if we start using that term, she's like, you don't have to change the behavior at all because what you're what you're actually doing is physically distancing yourself from someone, but you really need to now more than ever rely on your, um, you know, your support network, your the the those that we socialize with, um, uh, you know, obviously making sure everyone is not just physically safe, but emotionally um, doing okay as well. Cause you know, it's, right. you know, it's, it's, it's hit, it's hitting all of us. It's just everyone right now, no matter how bad you're feeling, other people are feeling as bad too. And everyone's feeling it in different ways. So, you know, we got to kind of check in on each other and uh, be the support when you can, but also know that it's okay to ask for some support. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel I feel very thankful with with friends and family uh, checking in on me and everything. And I've been doing I've been doing the same with uh, like just with with everybody like like old time pals that I, that I haven't talked to since like high school and college. Right, and, and um, you know, and and the ones that that I are the more immediate ones that I've, that I've met like in the past like year or two, but it's like, it's so good that everyone really is like, you know, uh, you know, trying to keep each, each other's, uh, spirits, you know, uh, up. Absolutely. And, and uh, just knowing that someone is, uh, concerned about you yeah. is like the, the most amazing thing, you yeah. know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny, actually something that, uh, I thought about, um, or I think about in the abstract a lot, but, um, you know, where I work at the grocery store, I've had a lot of my coworkers and managers comment over the last two years I've been there that, um, because almost every day someone I know comes in to shop and says hello to me and I'll chat with them and, you know, so, right. but, and you're the mayor of Trader Joe's, I, I guess so. But, uh, Many people just like comment. They're like, "Why well, you know so many people?" And like, you're one of the few people I know that I think knows even more people than I do. Um, I don't know about that, Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I've been with you many places uh, where you know, you know, we've just run into people that you've known. But do you feel like? Do you feel sometimes like overwhelmed by? I don't know. I don't know what the right way to like word it is but like sometimes like and i love 
seeing so many people that I know all the time. And, you know, obviously some people you're closer than others, but it always makes me happy to see someone that I've known for some time. But do you ever feel like emotionally overwhelmed? Like you have to give something of yourself to these people, to every person that you see sometimes. And you feel like sometimes like drained by that. No, 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 (laughs) you're, yeah, yeah, I guess you, I guess you manage it better better than I do. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I feel that way, but I also am just like, you never know what kind of impact you have on other people. So like, right. So- I mean, there's, there's definitely been times where I've done the old, uh, Irish goodbye after like, sure. after like going to a show where it's like, okay, I know 25 people in the room. Yeah. I go around hugging, hugging everyone and, 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 and saying bye for like 30 minutes or I get a decent night's sleep tonight because I know I'm going to see him tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've... I, Everyone, but it's such a rarity for me, too. Yeah. Like, I think, literally, I've, I've done it maybe, like, 10 times. Because usually, I am the guy that goes around saying, hey, see you, good to see you, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, see, um... I definitely get that anxiety of, like, if I don't say goodbye to everyone or if I don't spend enough time with everyone, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. So a lot of times I'll just dip out without saying goodbye to anyone. Uh, yep. and I'm just like, I hope they know that I appreciate them, but that's sort of, that's sort of one of the, my reasoning behind it too sometimes. Yeah. When I, when I do the, the old duck out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, you know, I said, this is, this is the earliest one. And again, it's not super early, but I, I, I did a Facebook live video earlier today and I talked about this too, but like with everything that's going on in the last few weeks, um, I've been staying in bed a lot longer than I normally do. Like not everyone has been, everyone's been going to bed later too. Yeah. It's the amount of sleep that I'm getting is less, but the amount of time I'm spending in bed is more. And it's, you know, for me, the first, the first five seconds I wake up every morning are are super happy because in my head, I'm just like, oh, what a horrible dream I had that the world, you know, there was sickness right, all over the world. It's so funny. Yeah. And then, then immediately followed by the, oh, that wasn't a dream. And then start playing out worst case scenario in my head. And then I have to like calm myself down and say, you know what? You just have to deal with what's pre- presented to you today. And then you know, you can't control so much or just control how you react to what's presented to you and, uh, you know, kind of go from there. I don't know how, how, how have you been doing, uh, with all of this? Ooh, (laughs) man. I, I mean, on the first like few days I was, you know, kind of doing okay because they, they really hadn't said, you know, you know, the, we, we we had no idea like how like big this was gonna be we didn't know it was gonna be completely taking the the world we thought it was like country by country region by region like whatever then it kept escalating you know right and it's like i've i've had uh um a few different days where i've had crippling anxiety that i felt like i was give myself a hernia from yeah it was like it was like that bad in my and i felt like i've never felt my heart beat so like um uh like i could really feel the heartbeat yeah like it was really like like it it felt like someone was tapping me in the in the chest really for for you know a a couple times during this thing like like various things i was reading and things i things i get in my head like 
if I just think about uh, me and how I'm going to survive. Yeah. And, you know, you know, before and during and after, it's like, okay, that's one thing. But thinking about, like, all these friends and family that I'm so close with, and thinking how, you know, think about my, my parents who are elderly, right. not really elderly, like, my, I mean, my mom's 70, my dad's 71. Yeah. It's not, but, but, yeah, well, I guess that would be considered that, but, yeah. uh, but, you know, and, and thinking about, like, like, my, my brother, Jonathan, who owns White Heron Tea, like, right. and, and coffee, like, he's worked worked the last 20 years building that business and now it's like wow can't really you know he has he has a a a table outside where people can do uh you know pick up roadside pickup or whatever which is which is which is great right but then but then again a lot of his staff had to be like you know what we're we're getting nervous because you know what if we catch something because we're you know, still working as hard as we were doing before. So a lot of his staff ended up not being able to work. And sure. so it's, it's him and like two other people. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's trying to financially get through, but also realizing that like people need this comfort, For you sure. know, yeah. it's like, God, I wish there were, there were, um, a couple of my spots open here in Providence. Actually, there is one. There's this amazing uh, pizzeria. Yeah, that's just like that's a, a tiny little pizzeria, but they have the best chicken parm sub. Yep. in the city, and I found out they're open. I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing for me to, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people having that balance of you know wanting to support the local businesses that are um, just trying to survive right now. And, but yeah. also I feel like, like I know I sometimes have guilt and I'm like, yeah, I really want a coffee, but d- is it worth it to make, to p- potentially put these people at risk just to, and to put yourself at risk. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I was, I was, uh, I, I was supposed to meet with a friend a couple of weeks ago before, um, we were given the, the, you know, Hey, the stay at home order here in New Hampshire. And I was supposed to meet at white Heron actually. And I rolled up that day and they had a, they had a sign saying, Hey, sorry, close today. We'll be open tomorrow. Um, cause I think that, um, Jonathan was trying to figure trying out, to figure out what to do. Yeah, yeah. And then it ended up being that they didn't reopen for, uh, or they haven't reopened yet. I didn't know that they were doing curbside. That's good to know because there's. I, I yeah. think yeah, I think you said they're going to start doing it Monday. Out, um, this this you know a couple of days ago uh, outside. Yeah. So it's like they bring you know whatever you order and put it outside on a table and then you pick it up from there. Right on. Right on. Yep. I think so. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll 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 check in on the uh, the old interwebs and see what they're saying about that. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like one of the one of the things that really helped me through the the like when I was like uh, when the anxiety was crippling yep. was uh, playing music. Yeah, it really like I just sat there and played guitar and uh, for like an hour and a half and it was gone. 
Yeah. It was like, it was totally, it wasn't, there wasn't even a whiff of it in there. It was like, it hadn't even been there. The anxiety, it was crazy. I can, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, then the next, then the next night, like when I had the same situation feeling come over me, I sort of did the same thing and it totally helped. Yeah. I've, I've been finding that, uh, you know, making art during this time is the thing that sort of like takes me out of my head as far as like, overthinking over worrying everything and just kind of kind of being at peace with where i am today you know where i'm at and uh um which you know art's kind of always done that for me Um, yeah uh, me too therapeutic for sure absolutely um yeah that's the plan i got i got some some packing to do later today and then kind of like i the plan is like later in the day i'm going to try and work on a painting i got luckily enough for me i've got a few commission jobs uh uh, in the pipe that I need to work on. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and lucky for me, because I am gainfully employed, I'm, uh, I've been doing any of the art I've been making in these past couple of weeks, any money that I'm making from it, I'm just donating it to artists I know who aren't able to work right now. Cause you know, oh, you're sweet. Oh, it's, you know, I just feel like so helpless right now to be able to, to do something, you know, and I do feel lucky yeah. that I have a job that I'm just like, well, I'm happy to, you know, be able to, I mean, and, and I mean, you know, you're one of the people that always kind of very good naturedly gives me a hard time about not charging very much for my art. So I'm not making a ton on it, but it's, you know, it's something that I can Please say you're making more than $15, oh, which is the first painting that you sold. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm definitely making more than that. All right. Good. <laughs> Are you glad I made you up your prices now? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it was. I mean, and it was funny. Um, well, uh, that barely covers the cost of the canvas. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I've definitely raised my definitely raised my prices since then. But uh, well, because your art is great. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Have you been making much art yourself lately? Yeah. Yeah. Doing a doing a ton. It's like I I. I, there's certain commissions that I was going like bonkers right right before all of this happened with the coronavirus, like in the way of I owed so many people so much artwork, yeah. and I was like going crazy trying to like do it all with playing shows, and you know it's like I'm only home like four hours a day because I play a show that night or whatever. Right. So it's like I'm drawing like crazy, and then and then uh, uh, and then this thing happened. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Well, it's good that I can catch up on art, but I haven't gotten like normally like it like like once a week I'll get like a new like hey, you know, maybe draw this for me for my album cover or whatever. Right. I haven't got anything. Yeah. Like any any new really uh new stuff. Actually there's been one one person that wanted me to do uh something new, which is which is really good. Yeah. But I was thinking, okay, well uh you know Thank God I can do the the concerts online too because that really helps. It's like I didn't know because I've done online concerts before that were complete failures where there was like you know three people checking it out. Yeah, and then and like and and you know I ended up getting two dollars and fifty cents. Right. You know, and then uh, and then uh, I did one uh, last week and that one worked out really well and. Um, a lot, a lot of people like like donating and and uh, and and watching. Yeah. Um, and 
and I've been doing the same thing too. It's like I have a lot of friends that that I know, like they survive on on uh, uh, doing music for their living, and I've been watching their shows and donating to them, and sort of like you know, it's sort of like everyone's like bartering. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like, and it's like I I love that. It's yeah. Like I had I had a barter thing with my dentist. Like I couldn't like she knew I was an artist and musician, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna give you a break. I like what you do. Could you write me a couple songs for my dental school class? Oh, that's awesome! And then I'll and then I'll fix a couple fillings for you. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yep. So and and uh, yeah, I've been uh, yeah finishing up these art projects, and I'm looking forward to diving in on doing some of my own that I haven't done for. A long time because I'm usually doing pretty much like for the most part commissions for other people yeah which is which is fine it's all stuff I, I, I really enjoy doing but um, I have so much uh, I have I purposely put a whole bunch of drawings in front of me ones that aren't complete that yeah. I started doing just in my like free time uh, a while ago yeah and so I, I've just been leaving them out around the house so I can so you know, getting psyched up to maybe finish a couple of those too. Right on. So, and yeah. damn, I've been writing a lot of songs. Uh, stuff that's inspired by what's going on, or just just having yes. the time. Gotcha. Yeah, well, well, kind of like both. Um, one, I started writing a uh, a song on my. Uh, you know how. Like everywhere you go, it's like filling your twenty twenty census. Everywhere you go online, it's like filling your twenty twenty census. Right. So I filled in my census, and then on the physical census itself, um, I wrote uh, a song about uh, being home in solitude. Yeah. And uh, so I can't wait to finish that one. Nice. Up, up. But um, but yeah, I've been I've been uh, you know last night I wrote a dark one about the situation but i've been you know me it's like i usually keep like even if a, a song is about like a dark subject like you know like like a love breakup or some like dark situation i always i always put a little opt- optimistic twist on the end yeah yep um but uh yeah yeah i think anyone who knows you would uh definitely agree that you're you're uh an eternal optimist so i try i mean ever since i was a little kid like i've always been like a like a jolly happy-go-lucky person i always try to you know treat treat people with kindness and sort of like have like a positive attitude yeah and it's like yeah this is this uh coronavirus situation situation has definitely rocked me though i still feel i i'd say like 80 like Maybe seventy five percent of the day. That's that's how I feel like like optimistic. You know, then there's like the, the dark twenty five percent. Sure. Well, but, I, I think you're I think you're uh, above above average with that than with optimism because I'm sure a lot of people don't feel that way. But I I do also know that, uh, <laughs> you know that sort of attitude and that that sort of joy is infectious and that does you know lead to other people. Uh, starting to starting to feel better as well right 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 um do you do you see at this point like you said you're writing a lot do you do you see yourself uh 
starting to put together something for another album i mean i know that there's a there's a per, perhaps a secret album that you've been working on i don't know if you can talk about that or not but uh wait what do you mean a secret album you uh, mean the christmas one yeah i guess it's With not your brother i guess it's not a secret <laughs> No, it's not a secret. Uh, I've been no, I've been I've been telling people that that uh, about the Christmas album. I just haven't shared anything, right? Yet, but um, but I mean, it's not really a secret if every single day that I'm recording with your brother, I post a whole bunch of pictures afterwards with me dressed up like Santa Claus. I guess that's fair. <laughs> so I'm assuming I'm assuming the Christmas album will be uh, coming out this holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is my original thought with it because we're having like such a weird year. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, well, I could put out the album, like, you know, I don't know. Most of the Christmas albums that that come out per per year come out like right around Thanksgiving, right? right? But I was like, man, I think people need to hear Christmas music early. Yeah. This year, there's a lot of people that have like I've been dry, like um, each day I'm, I've been getting out just two hours, not really going places where there's a lot of people at all. Yeah. And uh, and avo- avoiding people, but um, but I've been driving by some houses that I know they took their Christmas lights down. Yeah. But they put them back up. Interesting. Yeah, and so I was thinking, hey, what if I, since there's seven original songs that i wrote original christmas songs and there's five covers i'm yeah. like what if i release one christmas song on the first of every month like starting in june right like um you know and then release the whole thing like in in november but at least you know those seven songs will be out before you know so sure. uh, before the holiday and then people will know hey it's the first of the month right you know let's listen to you know another uh you know dan blakesley and the calabash club christmas song sure i think that's a great idea plus by the by the time christmas comes around this year it'll they'll they'll be old holiday standards because everyone will know them (laughs) right right well i mean that that's what i was thinking because i'm like man you know if i release it on i don't know what day thanksgiving is this year i think it's i mean it's usually like the last thursday it is the last thursday, it is but I, it's but, technically so technically thanksgiving falls on the fourth thursday in 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 november which is usually the last one but sometimes it's not sometimes there's oh, one you're more right yeah. you're right because because that would only give me a month to get the the, the music out there right right so yeah. i was thinking hey if i release it this way then it'll you know it'll it'll have a, a little more lo- longevity before the holiday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that because uh, I I have a December birthday, um, but given that wait, what's your, what's your birthday? December fifteenth. Nice, I'm writing it in my calendar. <laughs> but so this 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 quarantine this this uh, uh, you know the the stay at home imperative that we all have right now started mid-march so i think it stands to reason that in 2020 there might be quite a few uh december birthdays this year like more than normal because i think i was just good dude i was thinking the same thing (laughs) got some babies coming so i think in the next couple decades i'm going to be running into a lot more people who share birthdays with me right yeah oh my god that's crazy yeah 
it, it's, yeah. it's going to be a whole new generation of baby baby boomers, just as the 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 original boomers uh, are are kind of uh, leaving this ethereal plane. We'll be having new new generation of baby boomers to replace them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day too. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, you you had uh, asked me if uh, if I was, um, you know the, the the songs I've been writing. If I'm gonna like record them and release them, yeah. You know? um, I I am eventually, but I, but I actually was it was crazy. I was literally just finishing recording a solo acoustic album. Yeah. When when all this stuff went down, and and it's and it's an album where I'm recording. Uh, basically, I've, so well, you know, but I'm yeah. telling the 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 the, lar- the larger audience on your show that yeah. um, I've been a uh, uh, traveling musician for 25 years, and there's certain places throughout my musical career, certain spots like in in New England that really resonate with me. Yeah, I they're like that. Yeah, my my sacred spaces, and like uh, and so I've been recording one solo acoustic song in each one of these spaces and having it sort of like a traveling album, and also not trying to. I I want to make sure you can hear the environment yeah. of the song, like certain ones. It's just in a room, so there's not much to listen to except. But you know that I was in that room, and each room has a different sound, and and uh, so I. Re- I started recording it May of last year under a lilac tree in uh, in uh, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, in uh, Jamaica Plain, actually, under, at the Arnold Arboretum. Yeah. And because that's a place I've been going for the past, like maybe eighteen years. Every every time the the lilacs are in bloom, I sit underneath the lilac tree all day. Yeah. I play guitar, bring a bring a picnic with me, and I just kind of lie there. And it's like the aroma and everything, and, and the 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 vibrant colors. It just really like it's the it's what it's my first spring. It's yeah. sort of like the the first real sign of spring to me, like or uh, beginning of summer. And so yeah, so I've been recording these, and there's only two more left to record. And I'm like, man. <laughs> I can't quite go out there and record them. Right. I mean, I probably could. Do you have the places? They're, they're in open spaces. Okay. Yeah, but still, it's like I'm. I'm still just waiting uh, for things to like. You know, like every time I walk out the door, I'm like, "Okay, is this a good idea?" Yeah. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean, which is unfortunate, but but um. Yeah, so the album is called Road Hymns, and uh, and I didn't realize how many songs are about like, uh, you know, how humans should treat each other like they're human, right? You know what I mean? Like humankind should be treating people kind, right? And you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of songs about uh, being you know loving your neighbor and 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 keeping up. Attitude, like a peaceful attitude, and and uh, sort of, you know, there and there's a lot of other story songs too. Like when I, when my 
car frame split in half on a railroad track in Texas. You know, yeah. there's stuff like that too, but I didn't realize how many songs there are about, like, there's even a song about our jerk president. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, this is like a really, <laughs> I didn't realize it. It's not a heavy album, but it, it's, it's one that's like, it's like emotionally driven. Yeah. Did, you didn't go back to Texas to record that song about your car splitting, did you? Good God, no. <laughs> I just, I like, there's certain ones where I recorded it, oh, at the spot that I wrote it. Oh, like, okay. a few places, though, like I used to, like when I was living in Boston, I mean, I've lived so many places when I lived in Boston, but this one in particular, I was living behind Tufts University, and, uh, and my gal at the time lived on the other side of Tufts of Tufts University. Yeah. And I would go see her, hang out till like two in the morning or whatever until she had to go to bed. And then I would walk back to my place and uh, with my guitar and I would go to the Stone Chapel that's at Tufts University so I could play late through the night yeah. without waking up roommates or whatever. And that place is, has always had such a spiritual like um, energy to it. And I've, and I've always felt like um, like I can shoot, like my emotions are, are all like, you know, exposed Yeah, in, in a good, in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this week when I was bawling my eyes out, I was like, God, that felt good. Yeah. It actually felt really good. I mean, it felt really like, you know, uh, like, you know, also like scared and everything, but also like, wow, why, why, why haven't I done that? Why have I not done that in so long? Well, it's cathartic. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So yeah, so each one of these, each one of these uh, recordings, I, you know, I, I uh, set up my equipment and I kind of hang out in the space um, for like a, a good number of hours and like uh, you know do multiple takes. Yeah. Not not worrying about like oh man it was it's take nine what the hell right. How can it be take nine? It's like, no, I want to make sure it's the right one. Sure. Yep. Um, what's the, um, so I'm assuming you're going to, you're, you're waiting to get those last two till it's a little safer to be out and about. Um, do you think, you think that record's going to come out this year too? Yes. So my original plan was I was going to put that one out. In November, but then I recorded the Christmas album, and I was like, "Shoot, that one should come out in November." And I was thinking, "Should they both come out in November?" Then I was like, "Wait a minute, this one's got that political song that I wrote about uh, the jerk president." Right. And I was like, "This should come out a lot before, way before yeah. November." So what I'm going to do is, I think, so the first recording session was in early May uh, under that lilac tree. Yeah. Um, at the Arnold Arboretum. And I was thinking, what if I release it on that same date? A year you later. Know what I mean, yeah, a year later. Yeah. Um, a, you know, if, if I, you know, can possibly get all the pieces together. Sure. Uh, by then. Yeah. Um, but cause the thing is, I don't want to rush and put it out. I'd rather, you know, you know, do it right. Yeah. Have the thing done and then you figure out when you're putting it out. Don't, right, don't, right. Don't commit to a date and then rush it just to do it. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's also no uh, no shame in releasing the 
one single. Two, oh, you could do that, or you could re- <laughs> release two albums on the same day. I mean, Guns N' Roses and Bruce Springsteen both did it. No way. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Waits. Oh yeah, that's right. Tom Waits. Alice and, and Old Man Gloom. Yeah, Alice and uh, Blood Money. Blood Money. Yep. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Oh man, I hope he's doing good. Were you a more of a Alice fan or a Blood Money fan? You know what? I like them both. I, I like ah. them. I like them both too. I, I I lean a little heavier on Blood Money than Alice, but I like them both. I'm gonna break them out right now. Are, I'm gonna listen to them together today. Those are great albums. Yeah. I just I'm because I'm getting ready to move in a, in about a week and a half. I'm uh, what? Yeah, just what are you to, to? just to Portsmouth. I'm in Rye right oh, cool. now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's, I'm I'm gonna be 1.3 miles from where I work, so I can walk to work. Um, oh my god, that's amazing! It's exactly one mile from my front door to uh, Barrio's front door. Uh, you know the 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 little restaurant attached to 3S. Uh, yeah. So it's about uh it's about one one oh, so Maplewood. Yeah, Maplewood. Yeah, it's it's cool. one and a half miles to the the health food store in downtown Portsmouth, so you know. Hell yeah. Man, that is a great location. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. But because of, because of that, almost all my CDs and LPs are packed up right now. So, uh, oh no! Yeah. Oh, so, God. luckily, I've been doing a lot of streaming at night, so watching TV shows and stuff to 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 get get through. But uh, yeah, so I'll have to wait until I'm in the new place to bust out the Tom Waits, and I'll uh, I'll have to listen to those in 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 your honor uh, uh, in like a month's <laughs> well, I- time. Well, I just saw Blood Money. I don't know where my Alice is. Yeah. I would assume it's in the same place. You know what really pisses me off? Like, Look. I was living in this place in uh, Boston at one point. Yeah. And there were, I mean, there were, like, my roommates were awesome. Great, great roommates. But, like, a super mix of people. And uh, one of my roommates had a had a party and all of his, like, like, punk rock friends were hanging out there and everything. And, uh... Someone stole all my Tom Waits records, my Elvis records, Damn it. anything that was like my punk records. Yeah. Like I was so pissed and it's like no one knew who did it. Right. There were so many people at the party and I wasn't there because I was gigging. Yeah. And so I was so mad and I, I'm finally like getting caught off of my Tom Waits again in my punk collection. But. I mean, there were some things I didn't even, like, I don't even know what was in there all the way. But, sure, sure. But, um, man, I'm, I covet my records. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, your music collection, that's, like, part of your soul. So when someone steals that, that's, like, someone's stealing part of your soul. Yep. Or when when you have a cat and the cat is sharpening its nails on the sides of all the records that you uh, can't yeah. read them anymore. Yep. <laughs> I found that out. Like, it took me about a month, and then I saw, like, you know, all my old, like, 50s rock and roll records, like, they're all, you can't read what, what it is until you pull it out, which right, is whatever. Right. Yeah. It was a great cat. So. My, my my cat tries to do that, because I got, I got my records in bins, um, and she tries to jump on top of them, so I always have to remember if I'm listening to a record, I got to put something on top of the bin so the cat won't jump on top of it. Oh, right! Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite Tom Waits record? Oh damn! Oh, it's man. tough, and I kind of like for me. I 
I split it up into three eras. I got the the Electra years. Yeah, because he really has like he's got his crooner voice. He's got his <laughs> right, right. And he's got his you know I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Three eras is a good way to do it. Yeah, I'd say uh, Heart of Saturday Nights my favorite from the early years, and then uh, um, Rain Dogs. From yeah, the Rain Dogs. Middle one, and then probably Mule Variations from the later years. Yes. Yep. You, we, we're on the same page with those two. One, one I also liked was, uh, I'm, try, I'm, I'm digging through right now. Um, I liked Swordfish Trombone. That's a great record, too. Dude, that's it. That's it. That's a really good one. But um, also, well, I guess I didn't really pick favorites. Black Rider. Black Rider is a great one. That's a kind of an underrated <laughs> yeah, that one. That one is bizarre yeah but man i'm gonna have a tom waits day nice nice i appreciate it yeah i'm listening to mainly like like country records and uh and uh and i mean all kinds of stuff but in some uh rocks and zeppelin and yeah and uh and some er like early punk stuff that i was into but one of the things that's that's uh has got me through on on one of the hard days. Yeah, I was listening to Yakety Sax by Boots Randalls. I don't know. And that it one. is oh man, it's so good. It's like uh, sort of the vibe of the Benny Hill show. Interesting. Like like crazy like uh, 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 sax. Yeah. It's uh yeah zany. Oh sax like S A X. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying yakety sacks like 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 big uh, bags of potatoes. Oh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got. Gotcha. I, I had a different image in my head. <laughs> yep. No, it's like yakety yak. Don't talk back. Right. Yeah. Right. But with saxophone. <laughs> Interesting. Right. It's funny. I have this tradition at work because you know we we get. We have a music service that plays, so we hear a lot of the same songs. It's pretty heavy on the 80s, and one of the things that was prevalent in the 80s was the saxophone solo. So whenever oh. whenever a song is playing and it busts into the solo, I will call out audibly. I will say, saxophone solo. Uh, <laughs> and I've gotten a couple of my coworkers to do it as well. But but I, I'll take it to like whenever there's like a, a not conventional, you know, when it's not a guitar solo, if it's a weird solo, like... Like in Good Vibrations, there's a theremin solo. I'll call that out. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there's, a, cool. there's a couple different flute solos we hear each day. So, you know, I just like to draw attention to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, lo I love saxophone. It's like, it's one of those things where, man, every once in a while when I'm listening to like something from the 80s and it, and it, comes on and it's nowhere else in the song that bugs me right it's just the that solo bugs this, this, the crap out of me yeah did you notice that i held back my shi and said crap i did it was it, well i mean you're you're usually known as a man of restraint much more than i am dan <laughs> i always wondered if like you know clarence clemens and you know uh kurt pendjilly from in excess felt like kind of silly most of the time just standing there holding the sacks until it was their time to get up and wail because <laughs> right. they're the only horn player in a rock and roll band right yeah i don't right. know i remember this was 
hilarious. Back in my old high school, Marshall High School in Elliott, Maine. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I mean, uh, most of my friends are like punk kids and, but like, like outsider, like, like, uh, group. And then, and then also like the metalheads, yeah. the metalheads and the punks were on two different floors, like, uh, in the morning. Yeah. It was like, but we're at the end of the hallway near the library. We'd always yell at each other and be like, yeah, I caught you freaking hair and like you know just like they you know they shout stuff back at us but we were just doing it playfully right. it wasn't like we there was any ill intent because dang i love metal yeah um but i remember this uh man i can't remember where i was going with this shoot <laughs> you know why we we're talking about oh. saxophones oh saxophone that's right so my my uh my uh metal head friend he came upstairs and was was hanging out with us like before school started, and uh, and I was like, and I was holding a tape in my hand, and it was uh, uh, Love and Rockets. Oh, nice! And and, and he's checking it out, and, it, and he liked the cover or whatever. He's checking it out. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, and then he and then he looks at the the um, you know the instrumentation. And he yeah. goes sax, and then he chucks it. <laughs> <laughs> When he saw there was saxophone, I'm like, dude, right. come on. I remember there was great confusion when I was uh, a kid because Love and Rockets, the band came out and then like a the year, comic. the comic book Love and Rockets, which are not related, but the comic book later on made reference to the band in their, uh, in some of the storylines. But yeah, when I was, yeah. a, when I was a kid, I just assumed the band Love and Rockets wrote the comic book Love and Rockets. Right. Not the case. Nice. Nope. Well, Dan, it's. Uh, I know. Uh, I know you got some art to make and uh, some some music to play and some Tom Waits records to spin. But oh uh, yeah, I, I I definitely it's it's been great to hear your voice and great to catch up. Yeah, and, yours uh, too, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Uh, and in my my inaugural. Um, cross cross uh radio and telephone waves uh episode of this podcast <laughs> well, i'm very glad to do so and, and and you call me anytime day or night whether you know whether or not you're feeling good or bad just, just give me a call anytime absolutely and uh so if people want it because you know i know some people know that you're a visual artist and, as well as a music artist and uh that's how you make your vocation if someone wants to Check out your, like, say your Etsy page or anything like that. What are those addresses if you want to throw those out? Yeah, it's just, um, I don't know, like, the specific uh, addresses, but it's basically just go to Etsy and just um, type in Dan Blakesley. Okay. And then same with on uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. That's where, I mean, I do have, like, like an an album on Spotify. I'm eventually going to put all of them on there. Yeah. But, um... It was. Uh, it's a lot. That's a that's a long story in itself. Right. But um, yeah, Bandcamp and Etsy. Right on. Cool. Excellent. Well, I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday, Dan. It's Wednesday, yeah. not Sunday. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> All right, Love I'll talk man. to you soon, brother. Okay. All right. Bye. bye.